0: Hello everyone, this is Heather Tolheimer and welcome to Four Minute Friday. Today's episode is Invisible Strings. This week I had to write an appeal letter inviting donors to give money to buy children's books for kids living in foster care who are separated from any physical contact with their parents during COVID-19. I went online for examples of books that could support foster children and stumbled across The Invisible String. The review read, it's a heartwarming book about a mother who tells her two children that they're all connected by an invisible string. That's impossible, the children insist, but still they want to know more. What kind of string? The answer is the simple truth that binds us all, an invisible string made of love. Even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it deep in your heart and know that you're always connected to the ones you love. The children immediately asked, does everybody have an invisible string? How far does it reach? Does it ever go away? Children's literature can be powerful because it simplifies things down to essential ideas. And in doing so cuts through scientific or philosophical concepts and jargon that can impede even the most dedicated of readers. In trying to answer the same questions these children had, I have been reading Entangled Minds Extrasensory Experiences in a Quantum Reality by Dean Radin. I have to admit that at times my eyes glaze over. Nevertheless, Radin makes some powerful points. He states, at a level of reality deeper than the ordinary senses can grasp, our brains and minds are in intimate communion with the universe. We get glimpses of information about other people's minds, distant objects, or the future or past. Because at some level, our mind-brain is co-existent with other people's mind-brains. To navigate through this space, we use attention and intention. From this perspective, psychic experiences are reframed not as mysterious powers of the mind, but as momentary glimpses of the entangled fabric of reality. And so, it got me thinking. Have I ever experienced entanglement or an invisible string between myself and others? Having three children, I gave the question a resounding yes, but I wanted something more, a kind of prove-it-to-me occurrence that I can't ignore. And then I remembered an incident. Like all good tales, the story begins in a land far, far away. Many years ago, I traveled to the island nation of Vanuatu, I went there on a mission of sorts, but my first task was to meet a man named Barry who was heading up some interfaith work in this developing nation. Internet was sketchy at best and the international organization had trouble contacting him ahead of my arrival. I flew in on a tiny aeroplane and on landing I was greeted by a blast of hot, humid air, but no Barry. Now, how was I supposed to find him? I located a cheap hotel room. It definitely wasn't a Marriott or a Motel 6. It consisted of a squeaky iron frame bed on a cement floor. That night, I pondered my circumstance. I had to find Barry. It occurred to me that it must be possible if indeed we are all connected beings. Albert Einstein called entanglement spooky action at a distance when he described the way two objects remain connected through time and space without communicating in any conventional way long after their initial interaction had taken place. I decided to see if I could create my own spooky action at a distance. That night, I tugged on the invisible string between us and prayed that if Barry was on the island, I could meet him the following day at the post office at 11 a.m. Why the post office, you may ask? Well, it seemed like a place someone might have to visit. The next morning, I awoke to island sounds, cocks crowing, pans banging, and children's excited voices. At 11 a.m., I arrived at the post office and saw a Caucasian man talking with a local Vanuatu man. I waited for their conversation to finish and then approached the Caucasian man and said, "'Excuse me, are you Barry?' He replied, yeah. This led to a much longer conversation. How on earth did you find me? It turned out his visa had run out and he had to leave the island on the 2 p.m. flight. He told me that he had visited the post office at 8 a.m. that day, but decided he may as well check his mailbox one more time before leaving. What if we hadn't met before I left, he asked. But we did because he felt the tug of the invisible string between us. I've often thought about this not so accidental meeting and wonder how many other times in my life have I had my strings tugged but didn't recognize it. I'm curious if you ever felt the tug of an invisible string between yourself and someone else. What was that experience and what did it tell you? The heart-mind is a powerful thing not to be ignored, for this is what keeps us connected, no matter how far apart we may be. Thank you for listening today, and wishing you a wholehearted week.